What up, what up? It's Cuff with the Vision Lab Podcast, and I got my main man, Mo, in the building, in the lab. Yo, we're about to get it cranking. Super excited. So all new visionaries, welcome to the podcast. Uh, 2023 is a banger, man. We got some real heaters that have uh, already been on the show and more that are coming on the way. Uh, remember, the Vision Lab Podcast is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide. And guess what, yo? We're showing mad love to the cigar community. It's here in the lab. We're uncovering people's visions and dreams and how those dreams actually come into reality. Folks, it's all about tapping into and becoming the absolute best version of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Yo, Mo, I'm excited for this one, man. Who we got on the show today? against you you know what i mean i've seen in the background there's some a5 the the gold and black yeah y'all got one color right though it's all good it's all good (laughs) listen we're just first that's all hey well you know what if if y'all have done it right we wouldn't have to come in and close it up <laughs> no, no, big ups to you, my man. Uh, shout out to AFIA. You know, obviously, want to give a lot of love to the bros, the Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, but yeah, man, uh, DMV, man, got a lot of love for DMV uh, out there. So, what's it like right now out there in the DMV? You know, the weather's weird, man. It, one day it's cold, one day it's springtime. You know what I mean? It's like you don't know what to wear. So, you know, you know, whatever. It's all good out here, man. Uh, I, I'm enjoying time with my family and, and building the business and everything. And so y'all got to come out here when you get a chance. Oh, a hundred percent. I think we got, we got, uh, isn't uh drunk chicken cigars out there, Mo? Yeah, yeah. The good folks at drunk chicken cigars are at the DMV. So, uh, uh, it, it's definitely uh, on our board to, to get out to the East Coast at some point in 2023 for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're knocking on the door of February. You know, tomorrow will be February 1st. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of getting, you know, a little cold out there. We've been, it's been weird, you know, you're talking about weather. It's been weird here. It's, I think this global warming thing is, is for real. Like a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had a cold front come in. So who knows what we're going to be looking at. But that, uh, that DMV is a different type of cold. For sure. Definitely. Now, now I gotta ask this before we go any further. Obviously, uh, we're, we're we're in Cowboy Land. Are are you a Commander fan or Redskin fan or whatever y'all calling yourselves this year? You know, I, I gotta tell you, man, I don't really follow it, man. I, I can't give I can't give football, especially the Commanders or the football team or whatever the title is now. I can't give them my energy, man. Uh, I, I I tried, and and it broke me, man. Like. Like we look good on paper often, and then when you get on field, it, 
it's just mush. <laughs> you know well, listen, I, I respect it. You talk about, I think you uh, said you can't give them your energy. I love that. I've been in that boat with the Cowboys um, for a lot of years. We grew yeah. up having season tickets to the Cowboys, both my parents and my grandparents. And it was really cool because uh, you had the triplets and, and, you know, my parents and grandparents are literally one row in front of each other. You know what I mean? So that was dope mm -hmm. kind of growing up. And I, and I grew up spoiled, right? Like three out of four years, um, one in the Super Bowl or whatever. And so as you get older and, and, and they just were, were putting trash out there. And so right. I, I really in that, in that world where, you know what, you gotta, you gotta earn me back. And I mean, we had a good run this year. Unfortunately, we weren't able to pull it out, but you know what I mean? Um, it's a lot better this year. At least the energy is right. So you use the word energy. Uh, I, I want to start there. You know, as a poet, where do you draw your energy from? From life. You know, for me, it's it's life experiences. You know, um, everything is energy, right? So I try to stay in a space where it's positive energy always. And, you know, if I'm in a space where there's some negative energy, I try to uh, combat that with po positive energy, right? So uh, when I was younger, I started writing poetry when I was in first grade. And I think uh, around that time, I just, you know, felt I couldn't really talk to too many people. And so I took the pen and started to write. And ever since, man, I, uh, as you can tell, it's just been flourishing as it relates to poetry and um, kind of transformed it into uh, a way of life now. And um, that energy piece is, is so key because if it's off, it can be detrimental to your growth, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um... I'm I'm real big on energy, and I think, you know, having done the podcast for a number of years, I think this is our fifth year doing it or something like mm -hmm. that, but um, you really start to pick up on on that energy thing. And at first, you know, you, it's kind of one of those things where it's a it's a um, it's a buzzword, but then when you really start to look at it, like it it is a real transcendent type mm -hmm. type thing. It's transferable. Like energy cannot be created nor destroyed. You know, we all know that. And, and you know, I want to make sure I'm rubbing elbows with the right people and that 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 they're filling my cup up and I'm filling their cup up um, that I can draw from their energy. Uh, I'm curious, especially with with poetry. Right. Like you're, you're drawing from different sources of energy. Um, how do you keep yourself, you know, kind of full with the right energy? Or, and I say right in, in quotations, right? Because even if it's a negative thing, I think you can draw from that. Right. And I think you can you can really um, communicate through words, right? Like on paper, what that energy is doing doing for you or to you. And so mm -hmm. I'm just curious, how do you how do you keep yourself with the right energy? You know, I, I'm currently reading a book called The Secret of the Millionaire Mind by Harv Eckert. And he speaks a lot about energy. And uh, I'm learning that energy is all around us. And really, it is, it is not how you, um, uh, it, well, I'll say this. It is more how you respond to the energy, right? And so, so you, you, you have to, to know how to uh, 
adapt in uncomfortable situations. You're just not going to be or always be in a space of positive energy just because, like you said, there's going to be some people in your proximity that don't have that positive energy. I have three kids, um, three daughters, actually. It's a big difference. Three kids and three daughters. Hey, we're, hey listen, <laughs> shout out to you. We are all girl dads. Uh, you got really? three. Yeah, you got three. I got two. Mo's got one. So big wow. ups. Girl dads in the building for sure. Man, we, listen, three guys. We got six daughters in my school. Isn't that something else? Hey, yeah. they, they, they say it takes a real man to blow the nuts off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real, man. That's real. But, you know, I teach my daughters, you know, you're going you're gonna to be amongst people who uh, who have bad attitudes and, and give off bad energy and bad vibrations. And, and it's, it's not how you um, uh, maneuver, really. It's really how you just kind of respond to the energy in your room um, and combat that negative energy with positive energy. Because like you said, it, it, it's transferable. Like you can really push the negative energy out of the room with your light, with your positive energy. And so that's, that's how I operate, man. Um, I keep the books rolling. I'm on a mission right this year where I'm reading one book a week. So I'm on a mission to hit 52 books this this year, man. So I'm on book three. This is week three. Well, yo, well, first of all, how do you find the time to read an entire book mm -hmm. in one week with three daughters, a business, yeah. podcast? Yo, like, yeah. holler at me. So I tried to do the actual reading of the physical book and it was just like taking too much time. So it's audiobooks. When okay. I'm driving the radios off, when I'm in my office, it's audiobooks. So I'm in it. I'm you know I'm getting it done. Dope. That's dope. I love I love the fact that he's in the books. Um and Cuck, you know the personal journey I'm on. Um I, I just think there's you know, you know, reading is fundamental is such an elementary thing to say, but it's so true and it's and it's so much weight behind it. Like mm -hmm. people talk about, you know, th this is a this is a growth mindset podcast and, and growth having a proper mindset leads to, to personal development. And I can't think of any better tool to start when it comes to personal development than than to find a book and, just, and to get in it. Um, right. So kudos to you uh, in regard to that, Christoph. No, so. You were a bit of a unicorn in regards to the show um, because we've only had one other poet on the show. We need to make sure we, we get you networked with her. But her name is Kia McClain, but you were the first male poet on the show. And I got to be honest, you're the first male poet I ever met in my life. And yeah. so, yeah, I am, I am super curious in regards to when did you know you had a gift for it? And more importantly, when did you when did you know or when did you come to the realization like, you know what, I can do this and take it to the next level? Because we always hear about the term starving artist, whether it's a poet, a sculptor, a writer, an mm -hmm. actor or whatnot, but you have really taken things to the next level. So I'm just kind of curious how all that materialized. Uh, good question. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I started writing poetry in, uh, in the first grade and it came about from my teacher in the first grade where they gave the assignment, or she gave the assignment to create a poetry book in the first grade. And I'm not just saying just write the poetry, but also create the binding, 
staple the pages in there, write the poetry, the the dedication page, the whole nine, right? And that like opened my mind to so much creativity. And and again, because around that time I was super shy, didn't know how to talk to girls and you know, all of that. And so I took to the pen in the paper. And from there, man, I've been trying to figure out how to live a life of, of inspiring others through my writing. Um, anybody and everybody in my family that has passed and gone on, I've written the poem for their funeral. Yeah, yeah, like my stepfather, my grandfather, my uncle, like, you know, and even for a wedding. Um, and so I would say about seven years or so ago, I, uh, I figured out kind of things kind of worked out for me in my mind. I figured out that poetry is a creative and attractive way to present a message. And yeah. then I thought, who needs that? everybody even in especially in business you see what i'm saying like that's 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 the definition of marketing in businesses getting their message out there so who what better person to hire to present attractive creative way to present a message is is a poet and so now i teach poets how to create a career with their art and I want to jump into that, but before we do that, because I think it's important to provide context, um, there's a lot of different styles or genres, if you will, mm. of poetry. Um, what would you classify or designate your your style? Like, what Got is it. it most akin to? Very good. Good question. So I tried my hand at spoken word. You know, that's the most popular, right? Uh, especially amongst our culture, because uh, it's, I guess it's closest to, to rap and yeah, you know, right? performance poetry and performance art. Um, I did well, but I just didn't feel the passion for the stage. And so, yeah, and a lot of poets feel, um, they feel like they're in bondage because because spoken word is the popular form of poetry, they feel like they have to become a spoken word poet to be considered a poet. They get that from the poets, but they also get it from lay persons, people outside of person, outside of poetry, by saying, "Oh, so you're a poet? So spit something." And that you see what I'm saying? And that poet is like, eh, "You know, oh, you scared? You shy? You got stage fright?" You see what I'm saying? And so then now they're like, let me step back away from my pen because I'm not being accepted. So for me, I share that and I free a lot of poets when I when I share that, you know? So I'm, I'm a page poet. I like to write and allow others to either read um, or I will partner with someone who has a passion for the stage, like an actor or an actress. And like a songwriter, I'll write the poetry and have them perform it with all passion and love for the stage that they have. Mm. Mm. We, we were on energy, right, earlier. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm sure you've heard whoever you're working with, whoever you're collaborating with, but do you find it difficult to kind of write in as a, as a kind of metaphorically acted out? Like, how do you know how they're going to spit, you know, how they're going to spit on stage and what, where they're going to draw that, that energy from, because you're writing in a mm -hmm. different, in a different space and a Got different it. mindset. Yeah. So I have the skill to write spoken word. I just don't have the passion for it. You see what I'm saying? So I can write in a way that comes off uh, performative. I can write in the voice of a female. I can write in the voice of a child, right? So I can translate someone else's story in their voice like they wrote it. Okay, so so um, yeah, no, I have the skill. I just don't have the passion for it. So I choose to uh, stay in my lane as a page poet. I got you. How, I got did, you, you. how did you sharpen that tool to be able to write from those different perspectives. Like, you know, we, we've been doing this show for a while now. We've taught people of so many different, so many different disciplines, if you will, in different industries and whatnot. And so, you know, we also like, okay, focus on, like you said, your lane, but have you sharpened the tool or, or, or gotten yourself to the point to where you can write things from different perspectives, right? Like it's not every, again, you're the first male poet I've ever met. And to hear you say that, and it's not in the fact you said it with a certain air of, of cockiness, but that you were just very like steadfast and confident in it. So I'm wondering, like, how did you sharpen that tool from when you, when, from writing poetry as a child to where you are now? Like, I wonder, how did you do that? I have to be honest. I believe it's, I believe it's a gift. I, I, I really do. If you ask my mother, you know, the type of poetry I was writing when I was a child, you would think I was a grown person at that age and um i wrote i don't, I don't even want to say it out loud because it's going to be a book soon but um i wrote a poem called the negro stereotype writer in single digits you know like what child whatever age nine below is, wow. is you, you understand so <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't really answer that question. I just believe it's a gift, and I give all credit to God, man. So you were definitely the kid that the old people say, "Hey, he's been here before." I, I heard it for sure. For so sure. We, we we see this giant poster in the background, and I, I see here just underneath this trophy, it says "The Poet Life." Like you are CEO, founder, creative, all things Poet Life. So. For the visionaries who are being introduced to you for the first time and seeing your face and hearing your voice, what exactly is the poet life? Sure. You know, the poet life evolved over the years. When I launched the poet life, I was running a nonprofit called Fighting Cancer with Poetry because a good friend of mine was diagnosed at the age of 18 and ultimately passed seven years later at the age of 25. Um, he had osteosarcoma cancer that deals with the bones and uh, connective tissues. And so it spread, you know, throughout his body. And, and uh, after, he, after he passed, I asked his mother, 
who now is my three daughters' godmother, um, I asked her if I could write that obituary poem. I'm, I'm used, I, I, you know, I have that skill and that, and that gift. And I just asked her to, to share with me, you know, about Justin. His name is Justin Islar. And so she just started to talk, and then I translated all of what she said into um, actually a spoken word piece that one of my good friends performed. Um, and so, so from there, a year later, I wanted to, because he passed January 2nd, 2012, which means that's right there at New Year's, right? And so every New Year's, you got to relive that every year, you know, it's tough. You, 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 you want to think about how great the New Year's is going to be, but you can only think about your son, your brother, your cousin, right? So I wanted to surround them that first year anniversary with family and friends. And quickly, it came out to be a 75-person fundraiser, and where we raised $4,000 for the Osteosarcoma Foundation of America. And, uh, and everyone after that was just like, all right, so what do we do now? What do we... And so we started a nonprofit called Fighting Cancer with Poetry. I didn't know until after he passed that he started writing poetry after he was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. So, so that just wow. showed me that he found poetry to be a place of peace. Uh, he could use it as uh, a coping mechanism, but ultimately he now can use it as a form of legacy and allow it to keep his legacy alive, right? And so we took all of that poetry and, and published it into a book called The Fight of My Life. So, so um, to answer your question about the poet life, I ran that nonprofit for about three years old, I'm mean, sorry, for three years, and I couldn't figure out, you know, because I never ran a, a, non a nonprofit before, and so I couldn't figure out how to, you know, pull a salary out of it, and, you know, it, it was it was hard, so I had to start a for-profit to kind of supplement the, the, the nonprofit. But I didn't want to do something that was super random and sell cookies or something like that. It wouldn't make sense, right? And so I, I wanted to stay in the lane of poetry and here's Poet Life. And it started off as a clothing line. I had a few hats that said Poet Life. And then it just started to evolve into the thing that was needed in the poetry industry. And, and for centuries, We've just been talking about the poetry community, and the reason why people say there's no money in poetry is because there's no money in a community. If you think about the community you live in, it's just a bunch of houses and neighbors and cats and dogs and everybody saying hi when they go to work. But you go and make the money in an industry. You leave your community community to go work in an industry. So. We're uplifting the poetry community, but we're building the poetry industry by teaching poets that, yes, there's value in poetry, there's functionality in poetry, and businesses, organizations, entities need you to help them get their message out there creatively and attractively. 
So I'm curious as, you know, the founder CEO of, of Poet Life, um, I'm a poet, you know, out in San Diego, California, and I come across mm-hmm. this, this podcast. And by the way, if you like the uh, content that you guys have heard thus far, uh, please go ahead and smash that like button and make sure you subscribe to the Vision Lab podcast YouTube channel. But I'm out in San Diego. I'm a poet. I, I like what you're saying, Christoph. And like, what are you going to do for me? Or what is the poet life going to educate me on, on how I can monetize my gift, my talent? Very good. So we have several options for the poet. Uh, I just posted out there what I call the poetry uh, career roadmap. And so the poet can start at our podcast because we bring on guests who are doing amazing things, who have done amazing things in the poetry industry. Uh, Brandon Leak, who won America's Got Talent, was one of our guests as a poet, the first poet to win the actual entire show, but also got the golden buzzer with a poem, right? Uh, uh, Several of my poet friends uh, just did the halftime show for the Wizards, for the, for Charlotte, um, uh, right? So that caliber of success in poetry. And so they can't come on the podcast unless they are giving instructions on how they did what they did. So all of these poets around the country and, and the world can then say, oh, wow, it is possible, right? So we're simply giving examples on the podcast. As far as education uh, beyond the podcast, we have uh, Poet Life University, where we offer classes and we teach poets again how to uh, offer services as a poet. As a poet, uh, you are a service provider. When you perform, you're actually providing a service to that event planner who is creating that event, who is trying to make money from the audience, and you're there to enhance that event whether it's a commercial, whether it's a movie, right? And so we have several several offering, offerings, like I said, the podcast, the university, but also I have an online course called the Wealthy Poets Blueprint. You spoke of a starving artist. We flipped that on its head and called it the Wealthy Poet, right? The Wealthy Poets Blueprint. And uh, it's a self-paced course. It's evergreen. So as I learn more, I add more to the course that's no, no more cost uh, to the, the, the poet who has already registered. So our mission really is to equip the poets so they know how to help us build the poetry industry. And so, yeah, no, we have a whole lot of uh, options for the poet. First of all, that's dope. That's amazing. And, and I would be remiss or we would be remiss if you could, you dropped all these gems, right? And how you're able to help poets. Um, how do they find out information about this, Christoph? Like, is there a website? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, we keep it real simple, man. Uh, they can go to thepoetlife.com. Everywhere online is the poet life. So, it's, whether it's IG or TikTok or even YouTube, the poet life. Three words. And uh, and so thepoetlife.com, and then you know all of our visionaries. If you're if you're still tuning in on this. Um, you can go to that website and 
you know, I can get information on the classes, uh, mm-hmm. your podcast, your tour that you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is there, right? Everything is housed Correct. there on the website. Correct. Okay. Um, you mentioned the podcast. I'm I'm curious. What all? Um, when is the podcast actually going out? Because we love to support. Sure, for sure. So we release every week. Um, so once a week on Mondays. Uh, we took a short break because I kind of been focusing on the business, and we're relaunching for season six, I believe, in in February. So we're gearing up. And uh, lining up our our guests. I don't like saying interviews because they're great, just great conversations, you know. Um, but for 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 the beginning of February, we're on on it popping, man. And uh, it's really exciting because we get a lot of great feedback, and we get that like, yo, I just came across your podcast, and this is crazy because I've been looking for knowledge about how I can go to the next level with my poetry and I couldn't find it. So now that I found you, thank you. So let's, let's go for it. Where can I start? Right. So that's how it's been. So visionaries, make sure you guys check it out next Monday. Uh, obviously you can go back to the archives and check out the poet life uh, online. Um, but next Monday, the sixth, you know, you guys make sure you guys go support Christoph and uh, the poet life. Indeed. So I'm curious cause you, you, you've kind of cracked the code a little bit, right? Like you kind of solved the matrix. So what has been the response from 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 your other brethren, brothers and sisters in the poetry community in regards to what it is you're providing? Because, I mean, you literally have provided a tool that can help everybody. Like what has been the response? What's been the feedback you've gotten? Like how are you received in the poetry community? Sure. You know, it's been a lot of gratitude, I'll be honest with you. And I won't say it's 100% gratitude, you know, you'll have some that's like that could and should be me, you know, and and that's through silence, not really anyone stepping up and pulling up, you know what I mean? It's, it's through silence sometimes, but, but at the same time, I can tell it's respect and like, I can respect that, like, because there has been successful poets and, you know, throughout the years, but I'll be honest with you, I can't say there's been a lot um, visibly that have said, this is how you do it, you know? Um, and so I'm, I'm simply doing my best. I'm not looking to my left, I'm not looking to my right. I'm simply becoming the person that I needed when I was trying to figure it out. Right. So right now, I feel like I'm in a blue ocean, uh, meaning there aren't too many others speaking what I'm speaking. Um, uh, And that's okay. But I I hope to inspire others to speak up and say, listen, I made it to TV. Listen, this is how you do it. You know, and so simply not just giving examples, but becoming one. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, you, you're talking about speaking. So uh, as Mo likes to say, you, you open the door, so I'm going to walk through it. Um, in speaking, talk to us, talk to our visionaries uh, about the poetry business tour. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing some traveling, you're doing some touring right now, right? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, we just got out of the pandemic and even before the pandemic, you know, my daughters are four, six, and seven, right? So I'm, for the past seven years, I've been kind of housebound because I, I take very serious being very present as, as a father, as a black father. And so I just said, you know, I'll be right in this room and I'll be doing what I do virtually. I'll be present on the scene virtually. And now that my kids are, you know, getting a little older and coming of age, and um, I have a little more uh, flexibility and space to step on outside the house. And so 2023, I wanted to get into uh, in-person teaching and start to meet poets around the country and beyond. Uh, our first stop was here in Maryland last Sunday, and our next stop will be in North Carolina on the 28th of this month, uh, yep, uh, in January. Then February 1st through the 8th, I'll be in uh, London. So it's an international tour actually in uh, really excited about it, man, because I, I get a lot of the DMs, the thank yous for the information, the knowledge, but I really want to shake hands and connect with people in person. So this, this tour is allowing me to do that. However, I'm not taking a lot of dates because again, I'm a very present father. And so I want to make sure that I don't say, listen, I'm about to go ham in 2023 and be just gone. Right, so I'm just doing one stop um, per month and keeping the balance, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. I think that's dope, man. I think it's gonna expand. And I love the fact that you got London on the book starting tomorrow, like, so first of all, safe travels, <laughs> you know Thank what I mean? <laughs> As you cross the pond, but uh, that, I think that's absolutely amazing, bro. Appreciate that. Well, Christoph, we have reached a part of the show where it is time to land the plane. Uh, yeah. You know, thank you to the good folks at, at Sagamore Spirits. This 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 segment is brought to you by the good folks at Sagamore Spirit. As a matter of fact, check out this great commercial. There are a few hard truths to whiskey that most brands don't like to admit. First, there's a lot of it, and second, despite its lore and romance. Whiskey is often complex and intimidating. Is that high or low proof? Toasted or charred? Aged or finished? Straight or blended? Imported or American? Endless options, endless questions, endless confusion. But there is a whiskey out there that makes selecting it simple. An exceptional spirit made with local ingredients and committed to its communities. That's us. That's Sagamore Spirit. Sagamore Spirit has been and always will be more than just whiskey. Our work, your work, is greater than the sum of its parts. Keep the momentum moving. And one more thing, it's whiskey. Have fun with it. Thank you again to, to Tim, the, to Kevin Plank, the entire squad at Sagamore Spirit. Visionaries, you know, we don't have product on the show or we don't have advertisers on the show if we don't stand behind their product. 
make sure you get to your neighborhood liquor store, whether it's Specs or Goody Goody or Twin Liquors, whatever it is, and grab yourself a bottle of Sagamore Spirit. Um, as we wind as we wind down the show, Christoph, we ask everybody this the same question. It's you, and there is a round table. There are five other seats at the table. You get to have whoever you want at your table, dead or alive. The only stipulation or caveat that we put on it is, is that you can't have whatever religious deity that you believe in. Outside of that, dead or alive, who do you want at your table? Mm. Okay. I would have to say I'm taking Tyler Perry. That's one. You get you get four more. Oh, oh, gotcha. Uh, I would have to say so. Mm, Tyler Perry. Mm, good question. Top five, huh? Okay. TD Jakes. Brian McCoskey. He wrote a book. I can't find it, but he wrote the book um, "Start Something That Matters." That, oh, wow. yeah, that that book was. If, if you don't, he he founded um, the shoe company Tom's. You know the cloth shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you buy one, they donate a pair to kids or someone in another country that needs shoes. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so, you want to know something about him? What's that? He went to my high school. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, yeah. He's old, he's older than I am. His 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 sister, uh, I think, is a class, maybe two classes ahead of me. But I remember her in uh, in school. So yeah, big out, big ups to Mikowski for sure. Wow! I got checked. I didn't know he wrote a book. I, I definitely got to check that out. Start something that matters. That that uh, inspired me to start the nonprofit fighting cancer exposure. Yep. I, okay, I have two more. I would have to say um, uh, the first first black billionaire. Um, I don't know if he's the first black billionaire. What's his name? Mansa Musa? No, 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 I'm sorry. Not first black. Um, more, more recent. Uh, is that Robert Smith? Yeah. Byron no, Allen? No, no, no. Byron Allen. The, the the guy who bought the Weather Channel. The, no, not him, but the guy who passed um, the illness. Reggie, is it Reggie? Oh. Mm, I forgot his name, man. It'll, yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I can't so, remember his so name. So you got, you got one more. Say it again? Is it David Stewart? No, it's not David Stewart either, but uh, I got one more. Um, let me see. I would have to say, you know, let's keep it, let's go modern. And I'll go with, I mean, I'll go with, I want to meet Jay-Z. That's a pretty solid table. That's a pretty yeah. solid table. I believe you're the first person to say Bishop T.D. Jakes, so I'm not mistaken. I, I was thinking that too, Mo. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Well, we've, been, we've done yeah. so many, it's hard to, to to remember, but I feel like that's the first that may, may have said T.D. Jakes as well. If not, we haven't had it on there very often. But he definitely yeah. is the first to say uh, the guy from Tom's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kudos yeah. to you, Chris. Blake. Yeah, Blake. For sure. but, I'll, I'll, but I'll take 
I'll take um I'll take uh Robert Smith because you know that's my frat brother. Of course. Yeah, that's a good one. So um real quick before we uh conclude the show, wanna give you one more opportunity for all of our visionaries that want to get a hold of you, that want to, you know, support you in any type of fashion, or maybe they're a poet and they want to learn more about, again, how to how to get in contact with you. Can you drop your social media and all the different ways to do that? Most definitely, yeah. Um, poets out there, I, I encourage you, and, and creatives, because poetry really is uh, synonymous to creativity, right? If you're a creative, uh, an artist in general, Connect because all of the information, the knowledge is transferable. All right. So it's not just, you know, exclusive to poetry. Uh, but here we are doing our due diligence to make sure that you have an industry to grow in, to have a career in. Uh, we encourage you to connect with us at The Poet Life on social media. Um, uh, uh, our, our university is Poet Life University. And, and these classes will transform the way you think and take you there to that next level. That's, that's what you've been trying to figure out. And, and I promise you, I do this for a living full time. I used to be a business analyst. I'm now full time poet and entrepreneur. So it is possible. I'm simply an example. And uh, connect with us. Let's, 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 let's grow together. Visionaries, make sure you guys get a hold of Christoph and, and the Poet Life. Um, so, Christoph, I got to ask you, we ask this question to every guest that jumps into the lab with us, right? What's the long-term vision for Christoph Jenkins and the poet life? Very good. I would have to say the poet life is where you will go in all things education, engagement, and entertainment. All right? So... We have a festival. This is year three. I, I didn't even speak of, speak of that. Uh, and, you know, you're going to see real estate. You're going to see uh, poetry and spoken word in movies. If we have anything to do with it, you'll, 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 you'll see an actual established industry where just like we can name rappers, we may not be rappers, but we can name rappers, right? So people who are not poets will be able to name poets because they will be household names, right? I so that. That, is the, that is the vision in that regard. But I will say that Christoph Jenkins will be a poet that has become a millionaire that has made poet millionaires. Love that. Love that. So this is the final, um, I guess, question of the show. Uh, and in case you didn't know, Christoph, we do have a magical time machine here in the lab. What advice would Christoph be giving himself from five years ago? So the, the, the version of yourself today looks back five years ago and they, they're talking to yourself. What advice are you giving him? I would have to say, it, it, it wouldn't be advice. It would be Thank you. Because I turned I turned 40 this past October in 2022. And five years ago at 35, I committed to retiring from the corporate world 
from a from a six figure job and and committed to 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 at forty that I will become a full time entrepreneur. So I will say thank you to that thirty five year old for making that commitment and setting that date because I beat that date by nine months. Big ups to you. Congratulations, sir. That's it's amazing when you get an opportunity to live within your dream, right? I love that. I absolutely love that. So now we're going to fast forward the clock, okay? You're 45, okay? What advice would that 45-year-old version of yourself, he's looking back to you today in 2023, almost February 2023, what advice is he giving you today? He's saying, go big. Don't play it small. Because the same effort it takes to play it small, you could be using that same effort to go big. So, so yeah, in everything you do, operate in excellence and know your worth and your value. Mm. And don't let anyone undercut or undervalue what you have to offer. And that that is a spoken word right there. Um, what a gym to end on. And, you know, one of the reasons why that is the last question that we ask uh, in the episode, it's because because this is on video, it's on YouTube, right? One of the cool things about this in 2028, you can look back and say, did I hold true to what I said with those brothers on that podcast that I did many, many moons ago? So um, I, I do want to say, you know, on behalf of the Vision Lab podcast, we are so honored and humbled to have you jump into the lab with us, Christoph. It's been an amazing experience. Uh, obviously the first time that we got a chance to chop it up with you. Sure. And really cool to hear a lot of the awesome things that you are doing within the creating the the new uh, poetry industry. So absolutely want to say blessings to you for that. Uh, visionaries, remember each one of our guests are dropping nuggets of wisdom on the trial life. Ultimately, my friends, it's up to you to pick them up. Visionaries, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to our guest, Christoph Jenkins. He is CEO, founder, host of All Things The Poet Life. And uh, we will see you guys next time on another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings.